Man, it's hard not to dance on that song, <laughs> except I can't, so uh, what if I could? Um, my wife, Teresa, and I uh, have been, this year, uh, we watched a few Christmas movies, and we watched some new ones, and out of the new ones that we watched, um, all of them were horrible, <laughs> except for one, which was pretty good. Um, yeah, I agree. It was just like that. But... Um, we were kind of like, ah. So you sort of get the idea why people like the classics, right? You know, Rudolph, and it's a miracle. Uh, it's a miracle. Uh, miracle on 34th Street, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, Frosty the Grinch, Elf, a Charlie Brown Christmas, you know, many more. Um, and if I didn't name your favorite, I'm sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't intentional. But these classic movies are kind of memorable for their storylines and for the characters, and when we think back to the first Christmas story, the birth of Jesus, it too has memorable characters and an amazing storyline. An angel visits a young woman named Mary. And he tells her she's going to have a baby, even though she and her fiancé have followed God's plan to remain pure until the time they are married. And an angel visits her fiancé, Joseph, who was not happy about the fact that his fiancé was pregnant. And the angel said this, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So there's an amazing storyline. But there are also some pretty incredible characters. Shepherds, not who we would probably cast. The angel Gabriel, and then an army of angels. Earlier there was Zechariah and Elizabeth. And later on come Simeon and Anna and King Herod. And gentlemen that we call the wise men. And of course, there's Mary and Joseph, and most of all, Jesus. Now, I don't think any of us can imagine being Jesus, but imagine just being like Mary or, or Joseph. What an amazing privilege, but what a great responsibility. Now, we obviously don't have the honor of, of giving birth to or raising the Son of God. But, as was read for us earlier, we have the opportunity to become children of God. What a privilege and what a responsibility. Now, becoming a child of God is all part of his plan. And it's part of his desire for your life. Yes, the Christmas story is about the birth of Jesus. But it's also about the birth of God's plan to make you his child. It's why Jesus came to earth. The angel told both the, the shepherds 
and Joseph. The baby will be a savior. Now, if Jesus is the savior, that means something needs to be saved, right? (laughs) That something, that someone is you. And it's me. It's all of us. And Galatians, again, that we heard earlier, says we were slaves. So God sent Jesus to save us, or to use a bigger word, to redeem us. Now, redemption is one of those kind of big churchy words that people throw around to make you think they know what they're talking about, right? There's like redemption and eschatology and dispensation, transubstantiation, stuff like that. Um, Big, you know, $100 words. But those words can be helpful, but only if you know what they mean. And so we need to define them clearly. So what does redemption mean? Well, redemption is when you give something and then get something in return. That's a a simple definition. For example, you might have a, a coupon or airline miles or credit card points or something like that that you give and then you get something in return. So when the Bible talks about redemption, basically it means to buy our freedom. See, we were slaves and we had to be purchased back, so God gave his son, Jesus, and in return, bought us, giving us the chance to be his children. So God is our father. And Jesus, earlier uh, in in his life on earth, called him Abba. And then Paul picked that up, and we heard that as it was read to us, Abba, Father, which means Daddy. Daddy, that's the kind of relationship that God wants to have with us. When you're a parent and a child, your relationship is supposed to be personal. It's supposed to be intimate. In fact, sometimes if you know somebody really well, or that person knows you, you'll say, that person knows me better than anybody. And that indicates a close relationship. And the Bible uses that exact same concept, that exact same word in Hebrew, to define a relationship that's close. And the word in Hebrew is yada. All right? Now, maybe you've heard someone say yada, 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 right? Well, that basically means, yeah, whatever, meh. You know, I don't have time. I'm not going to worry about telling you the details. But when God uses the word yada, he is saying, I want to know you personally. And I want to give you some details about that kind of a relationship. Here are some verses that use that idea. Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me, yada. You know, yada, when I sit and when I rise, you discern my thoughts even from far away. You search my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with everything I do. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it, yada, completely, O Lord. So God knows us personally and intimately. And this is what's amazing. God gives us the opportunity to know him on a personal level. And all the way back in the book of Exodus, in chapter 33, Moses says, Teach me your ways so that I may know you, yada, and continue in your favor. And in John 17, Jesus himself 
said, this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the Father, the only true God, and to know Jesus Christ, speaking of himself, the one you sent to earth. Now, that part of the Bible was written in Greek, but it's the exact idea as the Hebrew word yada, to know personally, not just to know facts. Now, honestly, that can seem a little weird to us, maybe even a little uncomfortable at times, that, that the creator of the universe has an intimate relationship with us. But when we understand that, it completely changes the way we see God. And it leads to a question, how well then do I know God? Is my relationship with God yada, or is it yada, yada, yada? Is it personal, or is it meh, it's no big deal, whatever? God sent Jesus, his son, so you could become his son or his daughter. That he would be your Abba Father, your Daddy, to know him personally. So pause to look at Jesus. His birth is wonderful and it's a mysterious story. But the story doesn't end there. You know that Jesus is no longer a baby in a manger. And he's much more than just a teacher or a prophet. He is greater than any priest or any king. He is the Savior, the Anointed One. He is the Lord. Now here at Discover, we are just starting through the book of Luke, where he tells us his account of the life of Jesus. And this coming Sunday, we're going to pick up right after this story of the birth of Jesus. And this Sunday's message is called Roller Coaster. We're going to talk about four different roller coasters, two from Kings Island and two from Cedar Point. I hope you'll come and find out why we're doing that. But as we journey through this life of Jesus, here are just a few of the things we will see about him. We'll see him heal people in a lot of different ways. We'll see him raise a widow's son. We'll see him raise an official's daughter, both of them raised from the dead into life. We'll see him heal a woman who had been suffering for 18 years years. We'll see him heal 10 lepers all at the same time. And we'll see him teach about things like humility and money and lust and love and power. And we will see him challenge authority. We'll see Jesus escape a mob who wants to kill him. And later we'll see him surrender willingly to a mob who wants to kill him. We'll see him falsely accused and beaten. We'll see him die. And then we'll see him raised to life. And we'll see him challenge us to go and make a positive impact on the world. But before Jesus left earth, and sent us out. He came to earth to bring us in. When the time was perfect, Galatians says, Jesus was born. So I wonder, is tonight 
the perfect time for you? Could this day be the day you welcome Jesus into your life? Well, the Bible says if you're hearing the opportunity, then the timing is right. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2 says, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Now, I want to be really honest with you. Tonight, as you leave here, it's, it's good. It's good if you walk out thinking, well, that was a nice service. Those are some nice people. That was some nice music and a nice atmosphere, and those candles were nice. But we really hope that you leave here thinking, God really cares about me. He wants to know me personally. That's why Jesus came to earth. It's really what Christmas is all about. Now, maybe your life seems absolutely great. If you could title your life with a movie uh, title, you might say, It's a Wonderful Life actually is perfect for my life. And if that's the case, we celebrate with you and we rejoice. But I'll bet a few people here are thinking, I never knew life could be this hard. And you may even wonder why you're in this building tonight. You may even be wondering why you're here on the planet. Let me assure you that you're not alone in that. There are people here in this congregation who are walking through some really challenging days. Some days that are confusing. Very difficult. But they want you to hear one very simple truth. And this is it. God loves you and he has a plan for your life. He has written a script that is only for you. See, God sent Jesus to make things better here on earth and for eternity. Listen to Galatians 4.4 one more time. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, under the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. That's why Jesus came to earth and lived and died and rose again. If, if you want to talk about this more tonight, I'll stay as late as you want. But I realize it's fairly late. But if there's a time you want to talk to, to one of our staff or one of our leaders, one of our elders, we're here for you. We really care. Now, I want to warn you, we are not perfect, okay? <laughs> We're not even close. Maybe you're not either. But when we're together, doing our best to love God and to love people and to make a positive impact in the world, it's just a lot better. It's a lot better together. We have love. We have joy. We have peace. We have purpose, and we have hope. 
2,000 years ago, that hope arrived. That hope is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. A Savior has been born to us so that we can be called God's children. Would you pray with me? God, thank you so much for your love, for the fact that you sent Jesus to us. We're grateful, and we love you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.